What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Just Effort Podcast. I'm Angelo. I'm your host. And this episode is really, really special because we're bringing back one of our favorite guests. She was actually on the show just about a month ago, the official Mrs. Karen Stanley. And why this special episode is so near and dear to my heart is because this was the, I guess you could call pilot episode for this new project we're working on called the Modern Fitness Network, where it's kind of like a news channel slash live podcast show slash TV show. And we really just wanted to have fun and figure out more creative ways to give back to you guys, give back to our community and make it fun. Right. And Karen was our very first live interview in front of a live audience on zoom and it's really really it was a lot of fun and what you're about to hear in the next few seconds is the main chunk of that episode have a great friday i appreciate you guys make sure you follow karen make sure you buy her book on amazon it is awesome and make sure you take notes from today's show have a great friday i'll see you guys next week Now, for the people that have not heard uh, Karen's podcast with us, I want to say three weeks ago, it was released. Yeah, May 22nd. Yeah, it was one of our fastest growing podcasts. Like right when it released, it it picked up steam right off the bat. And it was really, really cool. So for everyone that doesn't know you tonight, I mean, the topic we're going to talk about is building confidence. You touched a little bit on your, you know, your history, your past. But for everyone that hasn't heard of you or hasn't picked up that podcast or your book yet, can you give them a quick summary of who you are, what's your story, and what are we going to be talking about here tonight? I'd love it. Thanks. Um, I I mentioned earlier that I spent most of my life feeling like I was just broken or something wrong with me. You know, my grandpa told me, whoa, you're so big, you should be a boy. And I was like, I, I was like... I don't even know what that means. I always thought I was big. You know, I'm 5'10". I'm the average size of a man. (laughs) Average size of a woman is 5'4", FYI. Um, Taller than every guy. Um, You know, I've always told that I was loud. I'm overwhelming. And, you know, that was really confusing. I mean, I don't know. Am I supposed to be underwhelming? (laughs) I don't even know what that means. Um, So you, you build up all of these beliefs about yourself like I did, based on just these things, these, these attachments you, you take, things happen, and then you attach beliefs onto those things. And um, I just had so much low self-esteem. I just, you know, when it comes to relationships, I didn't really think that I would, you know, find anybody great. I went through a bankruptcy, um, repo, I lost my house, and a divorce all in one year. And so I literally just completely literally just burned everything to the ground, had to start all over and which turned out to be a huge blessing actually. So, um, you know, and I I spent eight years as a single mom dating, you know, just attracting all these people that they never really actually wanted me to see me really the next day. Um, they didn't want what I wanted. They, you know, I, you know, I, I believed a lot of lies. I, you know, it just, I just, I, I wanted to have an awesome husband and um, I couldn't figure it out. I was just attracting all the wrong guys. And so my book is about, um, I, you know, I went to my best friend's wedding and, um, and I just, it just dawned on me that, well, if it can happen for one of us and it can happen for all of us. And what does she have that I don't have? And you know what she has? She has self-confidence. 
and she had mm -hmm. self-worth and she had certainty because we talked about it all the time. She knew she was going to meet her soulmate. She actually met her at the gym that I go to now. He, and it was 30 minutes from her house. And she's just like, I love it there. I'm going to drive it. The drive doesn't bother me. I'm going to go every day. They went every day, every day. And for years, then they met and then now they're married. And I was like, I've got to get those things. And so I went on a mission to become the person that I wanted to be because it dawned on me that no one's going to, you know, I, I won't attract a badass husband unless I feel like a badass myself. And I just thought, well, why don't I feel like a badass? And I just kind of, uh, every, I just worked through it, every single thing. And that's my, and that's the, what the whole book is about. Um, so I really, that's what I want to talk about. And you asked me to talk about, because how do you, you know, if you, if you have that um, ongoing tape, you know, playing in your head, like I did, I call her my inner bitch. And he, she's telling you that you're too fat. You're too big. You're not good enough. Uh, no one's ever going to marry you because um, your butt's too big. You're, you have two kids. You work from home. You're never going to meet anybody. If you have that same thing or it, you know, for all of us, I think it pops in and out. She tries, she tries to get me still. And so I came up with strategies to shut her up and other things that helped me, um, not even, not even have those most of the time, you know, it, it still happens here and there. Um, and so I have strategies for that. And it really, that I just kind of kept practicing and kept practicing and practicing. And that's what, um, I'm going to go over like, you know, six or seven of them that helped me the very most feel good about myself every day and believe in the things that I really wanted to create and attract in, into my life. That's awesome. I can't wait to dive into these, these steps because I feel like a lot of us struggle with confidence for, at one time or another. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we just need like the path. Sometimes we just need to see that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. So um, can you dive into the first one? Yeah. Um, number one, talk to you. You talk to yourself in the mirror, just like you would your best friend. If your best friend called and she was having a hard time and you know, she's having a hard day. What would you say to her? You would say, you know, you're stupid. Every, nobody else has a hard day. You know, what are you crying about? Would you say that? No. You would say, hey, oh my gosh, you're doing great. You had a hard day. It happens. You're, you're, you know, you're struggling today. You're an awesome mom. You, you know, you look great. What you would say all of those things to her, to somebody else. Okay. Well then rewind a little bit, put your name at the very beginning of that sentence, Karen, you are doing great. It is okay. It's, it's going to be hard days. This too shall pass. Every single thing that you would say to your best friend when she's struggling, you be that. You be the person that you need. Because I think sometimes we feel like we're just kind of alone. And so we don't do anything. But what we could do, we could be the person that we needed to talk to. Aw, thanks, Angela. <laughs> okay, no, this is for me later. I mean, I Everyone else <laughs> okay. Go, go, go. Yes. Yes. Um, and be, just be the person that you need. Um, that's, that's number one. Mm. Do you guys want to add, you want to jump in? Or you want me to go to the number two? Well, I have a question. So are you literally saying like, talk to yourself in your head or physically look at yourself in the mirror and talk to yourself in this way? Out loud. Out loud. Seems weird, doesn't it? Yeah. And I can't remember what it was. Someone, some, you know, something I was listening to or a book I was reading um, probably 10 years ago said, record your voice, record you 
talking kindly to you in your notes in your phone, I mean, in your voice memos, and mm. actually play them back to yourself because it makes it stronger. Because you're yeah. like, oh, oh, no, I can say those things. It is possible. I am listening. That is my voice. It is me. I, if I can say it, then I can believe it. And it's wow. a process that helps you believe it. That's powerful. Okay, so what's step number two? So I talked about silencing that inner bitch. Yeah. Let me tell you some of the things that work for me. I mean, am I the only one? Am I the only one that has this critic? No, not at all. all day long? <laughs> not at all. Okay. I was thinking, okay, how funny is this that all, my name is Karen and this freaking memes are all Karens. Yes. And it is so funny to me. And I was like, oh my God, okay, you can silence your inner bitch. You can just call her Karen. What, you want to talk to the manager? Karen, <laughs> right? You could use that. You could use my name if you wanted to. Um, you know, okay. I, would say, I would say that, per, that, that critique tape that's playing, that is based on beliefs from the past. So the longest and most important chapter in my book is transforming your beliefs. It is definitely a practice. You know, the only reason why Renata can play the violin and I can play the cello, or we could at one time, there's no other way than to practice a little bit every single day. We practiced every day, almost every day. I'm sure you did for years and years and years. I played for probably a decade. And so uh, if you asked me to play you something right now, guess what I would say? Uh, no, I don't know how to play. Well, wait, what do you mean? I was in the, you know, all state orchestra. How come you can't play? Well, because I stopped practicing. So it's the same with everything. Silencing it just keeps practice, just a practice. So one of the beliefs I had were, um, you know, it's impossible to find love that lasts an entire lifetime. So what would I do? I would find things in this, in my physical life right now that proved that belief was, that was false. That's not true because my friends Reed and Sabrina, they met when they were in high school. They've been married for 40 years. They raised an amazing family. They work together. They share an office together. They go to lunch every single day. They're each other's best friends and closest confidants. Wow. Oh, okay. Well, then that, that, that belief is not true, that I won't find somebody or it's not possible. And you do that with everything. So bitch tells you, you know, your butt's too big. And I'm like, well, too big for what? Compared to what? And actually, I told my daughter, I was like, you know, it's so weird. Just live long enough and whatever you got is going to be in style at some point. <laughs> That's so true. Because <laughs> I didn't grow up where booties were good. That's not a good thing. It was only good to be a stick thin model because that's what they showed us in all the ads in Cosmo my entire life, right? They're all dying of anorexia. And I thought you had to look like that to be pretty. I literally thought that my entire life. So people that are like, you know, younger, like teenagers now, it's all like, it's all about the booty and they're getting butt implants and shit. Well, that's not how I grew up. <laughs> so <clears throat> then when I would think that, and I'd be like, no way, everybody wants a butt like JLo, you know, they're all getting their butts bigger. So, so what? Everybody's body is, is totally different than somebody else's and everybody is a gift. And so you're proving these beliefs that you believe about yourself. And then, and then when that little, your butt's too big comes in, I'm like, no, it's not. I've trained myself to not believe that. Hi, Annie. Mr. Wright just came home. Oh. <laughs> Hi. Hi. <laughs> Mr. Stanley. Um, yeah. So, um, so I have the, I did create a, a PDF. We were talking about this before, but I did create one. I'm going to post it on my website tomorrow. So it's an easy checklist. If you want to, practice because writing really helps you, you know, um, uh, 
reconfirm, re, you know, re-ingrain into your brain the beliefs you really want to have so that you can silence her and shut her up. And she doesn't, what she says after a while doesn't have any, uh, doesn't have as much impact on you. Right. That's really the goal. That's awesome. So number three. It really happened. It, it really is powerful. It happened, it's helped me so much. Um, use music. So when I was, I don't know, a few years ago, before I met John, um, I was on a mission to attract a badass husband. That was the, my main goal I was working on. I was working on other goals, but um, the song Bittersweet Symphony came on. And I never paid attention to the words. I love that song, I think it's great. I never paid attention to the words. And then all of a sudden I, it was, I, I was started listening right when he said, we're a slave to money, then we die. And I was like, mm. wait a second, that's stupid. And that's not true. And then why am I listening to something? Why? You know, ev I believe every single thing matters. I don't think things are neutral. You know, people around you affect you negatively or positively. The shows you watch affect you negative, positively. The podcast, everything you listen to, consume and look at, and the person that you're around, every conversation affects you negatively and positively. And I think it's super important when you're, you know, you're trying to become a better person and you're trying to achieve goals to eliminate the things that are going to keep you away from away from your goal or, or make you take a step back. Because if you listen to a song that makes you really super sad or makes you think of an ex-boyfriend or you know something that hurt you, then you're taking a step back from where you wanna be and what you wanna accomplish. So I eliminated all of that and I made a love playlist. I literally did in my iTunes, in my Apple, still there, I just keep adding to it. And um, I listened to it exclusively. And it had to be uplifting. It had to have words with music that helped me, you know, be, stay on track with the beliefs I wanted to have and stay on track with the things I wanted to create, which is more love and, you know, great relationships with everybody, but especially attracting a partner. And I put it on Spotify if anyone wants to check it out. <laughs> I think that's such a cool idea because, I mean, all of us listen to music at some time or another. And I liken it to like, if you think about like athletes, they might listen to that song to pump them up before they get into the field. I mean, the power of music is insane. And if you can harness that power to really change your mindset, to change your perspective, that can be profound. Yeah. And make it your alarm. Like if you're like a Metallica, you're feeling enter Sandman or, you know, you're like a David Guetta type girl. I like to dance. So I like, I'm all, well, I like all, everything, but you know, use it as your alarm. So that's the first thing you hear when you wake up and you're like, yes, excited. Love that. You know, personally, I'm more of a power ballads type of guy. And, you know. Yeah, we know. We know. That, <laughs> this is so, like, this is a little embarrassing to admit, but I had a playlist on Spotify when I, when, when I was using it. Yeah, like Whitney Houston. It had like, and I, I would just be like benching to like Whitney. I, I'm not, I'm not even kidding. Like those power ballads, they, they get me going, they get my heart going. I'm like, this is awesome. Everyone thinks I'm listening to rap. I was like, no, I'm listening to R&B right now. Whitney <laughs> is the queen. Yes. She's, I think two of her songs are on my love playlist, but she's badass. I love her. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to edit this part out when we post that live. Oh. I'm just going to, I just, I'm, I'm recording. Everybody find your playlist. <laughs> <laughs> she won't let you she's gonna display the entire uncut version so everybody's gonna find out yeah. josh walk with you funny it's funny guy jello is the queen hey man <laughs> <Not> i'm proud 
All right, all right. Use music number three. I love it. Number yes. four. Yes. Okay, so then we're going to talk about your four-year-old version of yourself. Mm. And why would I say that? Um, when I was four years old, my family was trying to help a kid that got kicked out of his own house. He was a degenerate teenager. His, family, his own family had thrown him out. And my family had you know, a lot of compassion. My mom just taught me you know, to love and serve. And um, he molested me. And I never talk about this. I've never talked about this until now. And the reason why I'm talking about it now is because if we don't talk about the things that harmed us and hurt us, then we're doing everybody else a disservice. That's how we feel alone in the world because we think that we're the only ones who have been through X, Y, and Z trauma. And it doesn't even have to be the same trauma, but we all have been through hard things. We've all been through trauma. And we all have, have, are healing from something. And we can heal. And I believe it's about talking about it and sharing the things that we've been through because then that allows somebody to then share something that maybe they're ashamed of or they, they're embarrassed about or they've never talked about before. But talking about it really is freedom. And so um, I did this whole exercise. Actually, this is probably in my computer somewhere. I did a letter. You know, my, I had a lot of therapy and I had a wonderful therapist who I call her my angel. Um, and she had me write a letter to my four-year-old self. You know, if you, all of us are four, all of us have the four-year-old self, the 14-year-old self, the 24-year-old self, and we are all of those people. And so what would you need? What would you tell her? What would you tell your daughter, your niece, you know, your, your little baby sister? You would say, you're doing great. You're doing great. You've done, you've, you've drank your water. You did, went for a walk. You did some emails to your client. You had a good meeting today. You're doing great. You focus on your progress, but that little girl needs to know what you know. You're, you're beautiful. You're smart. You're doing awesome. You know, you might have had a hard day, but that's okay. You know, that really, really helped me a lot. That's very powerful, and I and I think that vulnerability helps us all connect to each other, and to talk about the things that we went we have gone through, and that way we can heal and we can love ourselves regardless of that. You know, and actually because of that. I really believe that we grow and heal and we are today because of all of the things that happened to us, good and bad. And um, I, feel, I feel like I am, now I feel like this is my purpose because I went through um, you know, a, a sexual abuse, um, divorce, you know, bankruptcy. It's not, it's not to get sympathy, it's to help others, it's to share that I know it's hard and I know you can get through it. And I know you can attract amazing things into your life and you can create an incredible life. I think it's because of that. I think it's because of the things that we've gone through. And I feel very strongly about that. Wow. That, that, that's a, you know, first off, I, I appreciate you sharing and being so transparent and vulnerable with not just us, but everyone attending tonight. I think that's such a, po that's, that's powerful. Thank you. Because there's so many things that we let from our past affect today, tomorrow, and every step moving forward. Man, that's a, mm. well, we were talking on our group, um, phone call this morning and people were, you know, this one woman was sharing so many things that she had gone through. And then another one was, was 
saying, well, she really liked to share some of the things and she had written a book and she has, it's been sitting on a shelf. She's afraid to publish it. And, um, and I said, yeah, I got that. That's why it took me so long, you know, to actually publish it and say those words out loud in print for the world to know. And all the other things that I'm ashamed of that I did. Um, and now I know how important it is. And I was, I was, I was begging her to please publish it, you know, to, you know, share the story because that, how can you help somebody if you don't share it? How can you can't help anybody if you don't talk about it yourself? So how can you help someone else who have gone through the same things and they're really having a hard time? It's the only way. So if you're working on your confidence, though, you can also be that person that talks to that four-year-old girl and heals her heart and heals the trauma and, you know, talks about it. It's, it is okay. And you are okay. And you can create whatever life you want, no matter what has happened to you. And what happened to you sucks and it's not okay. And, and there's no way anybody would hurt a child unless they were abused themselves. There's no way. It would never be, it would, it would never happen. And so, you know, when you're having a hard day and you want to build your self-confidence, so what would you say to your little baby girl, your, your four-year-old self and your, you know, the children in the life that you know, you would cheer them on. You would say, you're doing great and you're so beautiful. So you, you have, it's kind of the same as the first one, but it, it's a little bit of a shift and you're talking about yourself. You are a four-year-old girl. You're just a little boy and we always will be forever. And if we can talk to each ourselves with the same kindness and love and, um, and compassion as we do the little children in our lives, we would feel so much better. Mm. I think we can heal the world. Wow. That's a deep one. You didn't prepare me for that one. Jeez. Sorry. <laughs> I should have done that one last. <laughs> no, that was good. No, that, that really was good. I'm just, I'm just kidding. But no, that that was powerful because I like. Mm. Thank you. Well, that's the end of the show, everybody. Thank you <laughs> coming out tonight. Oh, everyone drive safe, guys. I'm going number four, right? We still have. Oh three shoot. I don't well, even... I don't want to take too much time, so I can either do one more and then we can, you know, you can find the rest of them on my blog post and you can get the PDF and I've made a YouTube video with this content as well. So I can finish it another time since we're already at 545. Um, if you want me to end with one, one what? more. What, what do you, what does everyone in the attendee think? Let's see. Let's, let's, let's see your comments. Let's, let's, Thank uh, you. what do you guys want? I would love to continue, I, honestly. And then, you know, we'll, we'll just kind of adjust accordingly because that continue, we're getting continue. We gotta, we gotta, I think we gotta get all the way to seven. How's that? Is, really? that, is that okay with you, Karen, by the way? I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. let's do okay. it. All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. Awesome. Um, you know, Ed Milet talks about this and he's, um, for anybody listening, um, if you don't know who he is, you know, follow him immediately and watch every single one of his podcast, uh, all of his videos right now. <laughs> um, he is a mentor of all of ours and he's inspired us a lot. And, and he did one um, talk about finding your gifts. And I was thinking about this and that's really truly a strategy for, for creating confidence specifically, because we all have something that we're just, we're really good at. We all have this it may seem like kind of something stupid because you're so good at it. You don't even realize you're good at it, 
but we all are so unique in every single way. We have something, we have something that we're good at. And maybe for you, it's, you know, Excel spreadsheets or um, researching, or maybe it's, you know, technical, you like videos, or maybe you're just a really good listener. And then once you identify, you know what, I really am good at that, then we need to practice that. We need to use that gift. So if your gift is to listen, isn't it the best thing in the whole world when you've made a phone call and you made somebody's day? It's the best thing in the whole world. If your gift is to make someone feel better, um, there's nothing better than having somebody call you because they're having a hard time and then you help them through that hard time. In it, and, and using the gifts is what actually creates confidence because what is confidence? You just feel good about yourself. That's all it is. So what can you do? What is your little gift that you maybe not even think about really that much? If it's Excel sheets, you know, maybe it's taking an accounting class or getting, um, you know, I don't know, getting, doing a business that has, it has to do with bookkeeping or accounting. If it's researching, you know, what can you research? How can you help somebody by researching something? Maybe you could, you know, get, have a side hustle about doing research for other people. Other people don't like doing research. So once you identify what you, little things that you're really good at, then take action to put that into use tomorrow. So what can I do? I'm, I know I'm a really good listener. I'm a really good talker too. So I really have to concentrate on not talking. <laughs> so I talk too much. So, but I am, when someone calls me and they want to talk about something, I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled and I'm honored and I am so happy to help and love that person and serve that person. And so if I am not doing that, I am not using my gifts. And when I am using that gift, I feel so good about myself. And every one of us has something that we, we know, if you really thought about it, we know that we're good at, you know, we're good at a lot of things, but some of them are gifts and we all have them. And if we identify them and put them to good use, you just feel so good. And that's the whole point. Find ways to make yourself feel, to do things that you make you feel better about you. So you did something great. Love that. Little things are great. Yeah. So I get, so from what you're saying, if anyone's struggling, trying to figure out what their gift is. Are you saying to like, look for the thing that brings you the most joy? Yeah, I would start there. When is it, what is it? Okay. The last time you were truly, truly happy and you felt a little pep in your step because we have ups and downs, right? You know, we have some, some good moments, bad moments for forever for the rest of our life. So when you're at that, that top one, you're like, yes, I'm, I did it. Or I feel good. Or I, I really felt like I make a difference. You know, a lot of it's contribution, you know, it's contributing to something, right? And, um, and then how can I do that tomorrow, right? Call mom. <laughs> I've been terrible at calling my mom. And then I called her yesterday and I we talked to them for an hour and a half. And it, it seriously, it just made our entire day. Started catching up on all kinds of stuff. And, you know, was, I mean, like, I, I just need, why am I not doing that more? Because it totally enhances my life. It totally brings me joy. It totally brings her joy. And, you know, and my dad, it brings us closer. What else is there than getting, you know, closer relationships and getting, becoming, becoming closer with the people around you and loving more. It's, it's the best. It's the best thing ever. So yeah. I need to do a better job. I need to call her more often. Yeah. I think uh, everyone, please call your mothers after this. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Number six. After the call. <laughs> yeah. um this might 
not seem like something that's different than what we already talked about, but kind of on the, on the, we, we, I alluded to it on the scale thing. And, you know, some of us, we all have some rule that we have that actually doesn't serve us because we don't actually, it doesn't serve us because we're not necessarily always going to do that rule, you know, do that one thing, you know, perfectly every single day. And so then, then when we don't, we think it's a fail, right? So we talk about the scale a lot because that was a big one for me. Um, that rule was, if this, you know, if I am not the skinniest I've ever been, the least I've ever weighed, then I was sad and I was upset and I was depressed. So for me, you know, I'm a big girl. The, lo the least I've ever weighed as an adult is 157. And I was starving myself. I was doing the keto thing. I probably had, I mean, I just, I was trying to be so skinny because someone just broke up with me and he didn't love me and I was sad and I just wanted to be, I don't know. I just, I just wanted to feel good about myself. And so I was trying to do that and I got down to 157 and um, I've never been that weight since, since I started eating. <laughs> <laughs> eating is important. So when yes. your diet you know, is, you know, a little, a few bites of cheese and a few things here and there and like, you know, a gallon of coffee every day, um, you're not going to feel good. And, and it doesn't, but you know, so I had to shift that, what is that rule and then disprove it again. So it's kind of like a, a, a belief sometimes like my, it's a body part. Like I mentioned, you know, I always thought my butt was too big and, or, you know, my husband, it was his nose. He, he thought his nose was too big and he never liked his nose. It's kind of funny to me as I'm like, I love your nose. What's wrong with your nose? Like we all have, a lot of us have some kind of rule that we think that we need to follow or something that's not right. And, um, I think that abolishing that and really kind of, it's silly to everybody else that I have to be 157 to be beautiful. Well, that's silly to every single person that you, I know. And, um, and I think that we all kind of have this internal little, some, some kind of stupid rule that really doesn't serve us. So if you could ask yourself, well, I really wanted to X. And, or I really think that my, you know, a body part, you know, a nose, you know, my nose is not the right size, some kind of, you know, certain thing that it's supposed to be. And it's not true. If you really, really tell the truth, you know, you're saying something that's really not true. And then you can work on dissolving that again. That is not true. Um, weight is not the only other thing. I mean, this was a weight one. I'm not sure how many people listening have a weight thing. Um, 157, what was I eating? What did I have to actually do to get the scale to have that number? You know, is that really healthy? Was I vibrant? Was I had, did I have a lot of energy? And, you know, um, of course the answer is no. So, um, and having a, you know, I had a pair of jeans. I talk about this in my book that I couldn't wear, you know, because I, I gained a pound <laughs> and they were in my closet and they were just like super fancy jeans. And I, I love those jeans and I paid way too much for them. And it's the only jeans I've ever had that were a size 28. So it's kind of the same thing, but I love them so much. But when I walked into my closet to get dressed and I couldn't put them on because they were too tight now, then I felt like shit. And, um, and I talked to my therapist about, I was telling her this, this story and she goes, those are the most powerful genes in the universe. And I was like, what, what are you talking about? Yeah. Those genes are making you have that feeling. So you just 
being in close proximity to a pair of jeans is making you hate yourself, have a bad day, feel like crap. And she was like, get them out of there. <laughs> you got to remove things that don't make you feel good. So sometimes it's clothes. And um, I know a lot of people say, no, hang on to your skinny clothes because you're going to get there. You're going to wear them. You're going to get there. Well, it depends on who you are. If seeing all this, you know, a huge rack of clothes that you can't wear because you gain five pounds or 10 pounds, if that, that makes you feel bad, then you need to get rid of them. If that makes you feel motivated, I'm like, yes, I'm going to wear those in one month. I'm going to wear them in one month. I'm going to wear them in one month. If that's how you feel, then keep them there. But if you feel like shit because you can't wear them, you need to get them out of your closet and put them in a box in the garage. You can deal with those later, but don't look at them every day. So if that's kind of the rule. That's, that's number seven is, um, is, or number six is, you know, identify that rule that doesn't serve you anymore and then disprove it over and over and over and over again. It took a long time. Awesome. And then number seven. Okay. Um, um, make one goal. I think a lot of your audience is already goal oriented, but I want to just, I want to just talk about how this relates to confidence. And because sometimes we have big goals, we have five-year goals, 10-year goals or something. And then we have like a, a daily goal or, you know, something that we're trying, we're all trying to come um, to accomplish something. But I like to say, what helps me feel good about myself is making it quantifiable. And so I, even if you're already doing this in some other ways, maybe you have something that you're really working on in your, your fitness, you have specific fitness goals that you're doing. And if they're not specific, um, make them specific. Like increase your reps to 16 or add 10 more pounds. Like I really want to do a pull-up. I've never done an assisted pull-up before. And I really want to. So I've started on the assisted, you know, chin up machine. I had it at 130, you know, this whole time since the gym opened. And yesterday I moved it up a weight. So now it's 120. And so what happens is I haven't hit my goal yet, but I made progress. It's the progress that's the key. And so if it's quantifiable, I'm going to do it unassisted. I'm going to go to 130 to zero, and then I'm going to take it out and I'm not going to use weights at all. And I'm going to pull myself up. I am going to do that. I don't know when. Is it going to take me a few months? I don't know, a year? I don't know. I have no idea, but it doesn't matter because today I went from 130 to 120. I made one step towards it. And so I feel great. And so when you make your goals quantifiable and let go of the timeline and just make one step toward it, then you feel, you feel accomplished. Something stupid like that. I mean, somebody else would hear that and like, dude, I can do 150 pull-ups, you know, that you're, that's stupid. Why would I care about moving up a weight? Well, apply that same principle to something else that you really want to accomplish. You know, um, you can't, you can't quantify, I want to eat better. I want to have a better diet. You know, what does that mean? Make, how will you know if you did it? So make it quantifiable. Maybe it's drink your gallon of water. Maybe it's, um, oh, I don't know if you still, you know, drink soda. I mean, I was addicted to soda for years and years forever. And so getting off a of soda was really, was, was a huge win for me. Um, maybe you're snacking at night. It's really not the end of the world, but if you make a goal to say, I'm going to stop eating at 7 PM, you know, I'm, I mean, if you're hungry, eat, but I mean, if, if you're working on something and it requires you to just cut your calories a teeny little bit and you know, the culprit, you know, um, get your substitute and say, make a quantify, make a quantifiable goal. And then, um, or maybe it's, 
you know, getting a five more minutes, maybe 10 more minutes, maybe getting 10 more minutes into your workout, getting up 10 more minutes earlier so that you can sit in the steam room. You know, me and my husband were talking about when we were leaving, dang it, I want more time to, I love sitting in the steam room, kind of relaxes me. I'm not good at meditating. And so actually like the phone doesn't work in the steam room and it makes me meditate, makes me think and stop. So we're like, okay, well, all we have to do is wait up 15 more minutes earlier, 15 minutes earlier, no big deal. And then make progress of it. So instead of thinking, oh, well, you know, I can't do a pull up. 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 How does that make me feel? I'm not, I'm never going to be able to do a full up. I'm 120 pounds away from being able to pull my fat ass up by myself. <laughs> well, that doesn't make me feel good. So it doesn't matter of how you're not accomplishing your goal yet. It only matters that you made one step toward it. I'm only going to focus on that. Then I feel good. So, um, you know, I think that our, our beliefs, you know, control everything that we do, everything that we say. And if we can really hone in on the beliefs that don't serve us, like I'm not strong enough to be a, do a pull-up, well, that's true. I'm not right now, but I don't care because I just made one, I made progress toward that goal. And I'll let y'all know when I can do a pull-up. That's right. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. Those were seven. Uh, if you can quickly go over them just really quick, just, you know, if you can number them out, that, that'll be great for anyone that may have oh, a yeah. little bit later or. Yes. Okay. So, um, and I'll upload this PDF and I'll send it to you because you can upload it here. Being the person you need, you need to be that person, that person that you are for your best friend and your daughter and your sisters. You can be that person for yourself. Um, silencing that inner bitch. When she starts playing, prove her wrong. You know, no one's ever going to love you the way you are or the way this, of this, of this, blah, 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 blah. Well, that's not true because I have something in my life right now that proves that that belief is false. So once you prove or false over and over and over and over again, and I did this over and over and over and over again, because it was so ingrained in me for years and years and years from abuse and divorce and all that. So I said, no, that's not true. I, I know I can find love because Sabrina and Reed can, because my friend Dudon and Josh can. And they have an amazing relationship. And if one of us can do it, then all of us can do it. That's how I did that. I just kept doing that over and over and over. Um, use music. Do Make a soundtrack, a badass soundtrack that you love, that really gets you going. And pick your favorite song and make that your alarm in the morning. So you just like jump out of bed because that's your favorite song right now. And make a playlist of all positive. Um, see the four-year-old little baby girl or little baby boy of yourself and talk to yourself the way that you would talk to her and your, your little baby nieces and nephews and your children, any child who doesn't love to talk to a four-year-old. It's so fun. They're so cute. All of them. Every child is a miracle. And we forget that we are all children. We are all four-year-olds. And so why don't you just treat yourself the same compassion and the same love and caring in the same tone that you would a four-year-old girl. Um, find your gifts. What is it that you're really good at? It could be really stupid, I don't know, volleyball or you know, ping pong or listening or baking cookies. Could be a genius you know, chef like Renata. And then use those gifts. You, you have to use them. Renata, if you weren't cooking and you weren't teaching us how to bake and you weren't, you know, feeding your children healthy food and getting them in the kitchen. If you weren't doing that, you wouldn't feel as good as you do today. You know, 
And, you know, you know, Angelo, if you weren't doing this podcast and you weren't doing this and you weren't helping people get fit and helping people improve their lives, well, you wouldn't be as happy. You wouldn't be as confident. So your confidence comes from actually using the gifts that you are good at. And I'm a good listener. And so if I'm just talking all the time and I never shut up, well, I'm not going to feel as good about myself. I'm not going to be as confident because I'm not using my gift. And so I have to reach out to people and see how they're doing and listen and shut up. <laughs> then I feel good. That's what it's all about. And then um, what's your role? You can use my role to kind of think about that role. Like I had to be 157, anything over 157, I was going to have a terrible day. I was going to feel like shit and I hated myself and I just, I just tried to starve myself, but you know, you can only starve yourself for so long. I don't know if anybody else has tried it. It usually doesn't work out because you kind of get hungry at some point. Yeah. <laughs> don't starve yourself. It doesn't work. Yeah. So I was 157 for, I don't know, maybe like a month or something. And then, um, so, um, then I eat, so eat good food. <laughs> Once I start eating again, the scale goes up and, um, it's not better to be 157, you know, kind of look like a, a bobblehead because <laughs> your head doesn't change. You still, you're still a skinnier body and you look weird. <laughs> That's the best advice I've heard to not lose weight. Thank you. <laughs> Don't look like a bobblehead. Skinny is not better. It took me 40 years to figure that out. Skinny is not better. It's just skinny. Some people are skinny. Some people aren't. I'll never, it's, what, what's skinny anyways? Why is that better? Why do we do this to ourselves? We have to stop. Everybody is completely different. You're never going to look like anybody else, no matter what you do. It's your body. And then quantifiable goals. Make the goal. Make them as big as you want. I mean, I want a house on a beach someday. I don't know when I'm going to do that. That's going to take a lot of money. I'm going to have to work really, 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 really hard to get that goal. I don't know when it's going to be. It doesn't matter. Um, but we, we write every single day. We build our dream home. We build our dream home. We build our dream home. So how am I going to do that? Well, I'm going to work really hard every single day. I'm going to try to save and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to add value. And so if it's a, you know, if it's a fitness goal, make it quantifiable and make one step and then focus on your wins. That's also why I actually write them down every day. I write them every single morning. What are my wins from yesterday? And so that day that I, that happened, the next day I said I went from 130 to 120. So I am one step closer to my goal and I feel so good. So if you focus on the little teeny itty bitty steps, because everything, everything is accomplished one little itty bitty step at a time and you just don't quit. And everything that you've ever accomplished, everything you have right now started as a thought and then you kind of went through, you did this and then this happened and then this happened and this happened. Sometimes it took you a couple of years, but it doesn't matter. Does it really matter? So just focusing on the progress and um, then you feel like you've accomplished something and you feel really good about yourself. And that's, that's the magic. I love that. Yeah. Make sure it's quantifiable. Yeah. That's a, that's a big one that people miss. Like even relationship goals, you can't, you can't say, um, I want good relationships or I want to be a good mom. So, um, I, I decided for myself, well, what does that mean? How would I know if I'm a good mom? Well, we're the only ones that know our children. They've been sent to us to, to, to raise. So what does that mean to me? What is the most important thing to me? How I raise my kids? Well, the one, the number one most important thing to me is that I read to them every single night. That was our bonding time. That was our alone time. That was the most special time. And the most important, everything else doesn't matter as long as I got in bed with them and we read books. And 
you know, for a lot of time, I'm not, I'm, I always, I've always been an early riser and I totally pass out by nine o'clock. You'll never see me awake after nine. <laughs> and so if I don't get my act together, if we're having late dinner, then late baths and, you know, I'm doing something or if I'm working at the table while they're watching a movie at night, then it's, it screws everything up because I can't just keep reading after nine because I'm too tired. So then I would, I would, you know, take away the most important thing to me. So I decided, okay, quantifiable is I want to read to them every single night for an hour. Then what do I have to do? So I have to back up baths and bedtime and dinner. And so, cause kids don't know what time it is. It's, it's dinner time, you know, who cares? And so um, they don't know if we start reading at seven or if we start reading at eight. I just wanted to make sure it was an hour because we really loved that time and we're all together. One kid on either side of me in my bed. And that's the most, that's my most fondest memories. And so because I made that quantifiable and I set up the system to get it done, then I focused on the progress. Then it didn't matter if he punched a hole in my wall and we had cereal for breakfast or cereal for dinner or toast, ordered pizza. Didn't matter. Any of the other things that I really wanted to do today, if it's a complete shit show, I still went upstairs at eight and I had one kid on either side and we read for an hour. And then I knew I'm a good mom. I feel good anyways, even no matter what else is happening, because I made one step toward my quantifiable goal. I did it. I did it today and I, that's progress and that's good. So all the other shit that happened that didn't go the way I wanted it to go, because that's how parenting goes. That's how life goes is uh, I still read to them. So I'm like, okay, then um, I can put my head down on the, on the pillow saying, we'll try better tomorrow, but at least I got the reading in. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I want to wrap this up because I know we have to, we have to leave in a, in a second, but number yeah. f- that was number four. Number five is identify your gifts, right? Yeah. Number six is identify your rules and disprove it. Mm-hmm. And number this seven is not serving you. Yeah, exactly. Right. And, and then the last but not least, make one goal. That Quantify it? it and focus on the progress. I love that. I love that. So how can people get a copy of, of, of your book and how can they, you know, reach out to you and what's oh, the best way to connect to you? I, uh, it's called Becoming Mrs. Stanley. Can you see that? Yeah. And it's on Amazon. Um, so just search becoming Mrs. Stanley. My website is Mrs. Karen Um, I send out a weekly ish newsletter, like I said, in my little video. And so I have, I'll give you one for free. If you want to go to my website and sign up for my, um, newsletter, I have 10 of them and, um, and I write a weekly blog, um, just published one about ways to, um, reduce stress. You know, right now there's a lot of crazy shit happening and, um, I get anxiety sometimes I get overwhelmed, you know? And so I, I, I have little strategies to help me calm down and get back to center and go about my day and get things done. So I shared that on my blog this week and, um, and then I'm on Instagram, official Mrs. Karen Stanley, Facebook, Mrs. Karen Stanley, Twitter, Pinterest, all of it. So that's how you can find me. Awesome. Well, well, Karen, again, thank you so much for one being on the podcast and two going into some deep stuff here. You know, I appreciate your transparency, your honesty, and and you just always being in that give, give, give. And that's one of the things I admire about you the most is you're just always willing to give, willing to answer questions and just willing to share your story with the world. So, so thank you so much. 
Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm so blessed and honored to be here. Thank you. This was a ton of fun. Ton of fun. Thank you, Renata. You did a great job. Thank you. You did okay. I did all right. All right. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> everyone that was here tonight, thank you for staying longer, for hanging out with us even longer than we had planned. It's, this was so much content. This is one of those things where you need to take like five minutes like afterwards and just be like, wow. You just need to appreciate it. You know, let it let some of that sink in because these seven steps, you know, uh, Karen has these on PDF. So make sure you get on her email list so you can get that um, get that sent over to you. So you have these seven rules and you're constantly making progress each and every day. Uh, I want to say thank you for everyone for coming for coming on tonight. I know there was a ton of uh, technical difficulties, especially for all my T-Mobile folks, but we conquered and uh, we'll see you next time. Good night, everybody. Thank you. Thank you.